Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we got Connor back. Hi. For another wonderful game, Connor. <laughs> I, I think welcome is too positive of an adjective uh, or of a modifier to use for this. Fair enough. It's it's too positive. Well, Pirates lose today 5-2 in L.A. facing the Dodgers, which, I mean, granted, we figured, you know, it's the, it's the Dodgers. It's going to be a tough matchup. Kershaw was slated to go, but that ended up not happening. So you start thinking it's a it's a Mitch Keller start versus Keller. Tough matchup. Now there's a player by the name of Michael Grove pitching. So Connor. We're going to score runs, right? No. No, not at all. That would yeah. be the piratey thing. Actually, I have more faith if Kershaw did play, the Pirates would have scored more runs. You're thinking no. I'm not thinking anything because there's like next to nothing in this game to talk about. So I'm just going to complain. Well, let's let's definitely talk a little bit about this game here. Um, I want to start start with Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller did look right. pretty good the first uh, inning there, right? So you thought things were going to go well, and then that's when things started to come apart for Mitch Keller. Was getting hit pretty hard. Now, Mitch Keller's final stat line, um, like not awful in the sense of like five innings. He had seven strikeouts. He, he also ball. shouldn't have been assessed for earned runs. That the Santana had two errors today. True. One efficient error. The other one was a bad bounce, but that's something that Santana typically gets. Um, I look at this, like the A's, he had like a one really, really off game against the A's, I think it was. Today, really, really off game for him. Two fielding and like this one bad throw to second base he had also. But yeah, yeah I'm with you. It cost him, but I noticed that. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. It was five, five runs in total, four earned, but not the best defense behind him. Granted, not giving excuses. He was hit and hit hard. He did have eight hits in right. the game in those five His, innings. He didn't really have control. The breaking stuff at times didn't look sharp. He threw a few really good uh, sweepers in there. Um, he had, what, uh, at least, did he have seven Ks? Yeah, seven and five, yep. Yeah, yeah. Seven, seven strikeouts. So the swing and miss was there. Um. But he his command was just kind of all over the place in the middle innings tonight. I think Dale's kind of saying it pretty decent here. Kello was not great, which he wasn't, but he wasn't bad. Certainly not four earned runs bad. And that's how I look at it. Like he, yeah. it was just one of those games. It was off, but he fought through and he, he still gave the Pirates a chance to win. Kind of. Maybe not right. this Pirates team, but a normal Major League Baseball team with a pretty confident offense that doesn't show up just in the eighth inning on most nights, a chance to win. So, yeah, not the best outing from Keller, but certainly not the worst. Right. And and the bullpen guys that came in did their job. You know, that AJ, AJ Bucks put it tonight. Yuri looks good. I, I, I'm watching him pitch the through his limited amount of appearances so far. I'm kind of mystified as to why he was as bad as he was in AAA this year. Let me let me pull up his line in AAA. Yeah. I guess while you're doing that, I agree with you. Like, I know the line wasn't great, and he, like was, he, he was... Go ahead. He had a 
6.65 ERA in AAA Indianapolis this year through 21 and two-thirds innings pitched. You know, he was giving up 16.6 hits per nine, a 10.8 strikeouts per nine, walking five, giving up nearly two home runs per nine. I mean, whip of nearly 2.5. I mean, he wasn't good. He was bad. And that was like the disappointing part. You felt he was going to be part, maybe not a staple, but certainly a part of this bullpen this year. Yeah, and you, you watch his stuff. And it's like the, his stuff isn't like a, it's not elite stuff, but that's a he has some major league quality pitches in his arsenal. You know um, that um, that backdoor um, sinker that he threw to who was it? I don't even remember for the strikeout. That that I mean that was that's the stuff you see that and you're like. Why was his line so bad at AAA? Right. So, I mean, if you can continue to get the, I don't mean, obviously, he's not going to be what? It's, he's not going to give what? you a, a 1.13 ERA, which is what it was coming into the day and, and even lower now. You're not going to get that for the rest of the season. But if you can get like a 4 ERA out of him, which I certainly think this stuff is capable of providing. That's a win. I'm with you. He was intriguing last year. You wanted to see him in the in the bullpen, and he did. It didn't end so well. I know he had that one really, really bad outing, which skewed a lot of his numbers, and of course got injured. But like coming that into was a this back year, injury, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Or, or was the back injury Bednar? Or were they both back injuries? Could have both been. Bednar was definitely a back injury. De Los Santos, I can't remember. But either way, you know, you, you felt he was going to come in this year. You, you know he was going to start in AAA, but he was going to earn his spot up here and be part of this, you know, bullpen for this way. But you're right. Like, Especially the AAA with, were terrible. with all the injuries we've had this year, it, it's kind of indicative of just how bad he was at AAA that he was not here. Especially with not even just how injured they are, but even when the bullpen was fully healthy and pitching kind of well, the Pirates just could not fill those last three spots. I mean, they tried and failed with DeYoung, Underwood, Zestrisny, you know, Bolton. Right. I mean, it was, it was, those last three spots were bad. And he couldn't earn his way onto those last three spots that were not major league quality pitchers occupying those roles. No, like you had zero argument for him. Zero argument no, for how bad you, he was. And honestly, I'm kind of shocked he's here right now. Like that's that's just how bad he was. It's it's kind of yeah. shocking, even with how bad it is that he's here right now. Albeit, there's very limited options, and now that he is here, I'm kind of with you. How was he this bad? I'm not saying that he's elite and he's good. Like you said, he's at a .09 ERA right now. We're not asking for that, but like the eye test, you look at him, he's pitching pretty well. How is he that bad? I, you said that number is what 16 hits per nine. How? Yeah, over <laughs> 16. Six almost over 16 and a half, 16.6. Right. So, either way, good solid outing for him as well. You know, uh, if there was going to be a chance for this pirate team to win or at least come back of some sort, Yerdo Santos does go two innings, so multi inning outing for him, just one hit, two strikeouts, no walks. Look good, very good. Dodgers, uh, Flores is the ERA to 0.90, right. 
So very good, good lineup. He does his job. And then the carryover, like you said, with Money Moretta, he comes in and he does his job too. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of this dude. He's just, he's interesting. <laughs> yeah. One inning listen, for him. One listen, I, I knew this was coming his first outing of the season. You know, it was, he just, the, you you could see the stuff, but oh my God, <laughs> the control. He lives or dies by it. And he'll he'll just go weeks where he just does not have it. But then he goes weeks where, he, again, like that whole month of May, completely dominant, outstanding stuff. And it's kind of been a mixed bag since. You know he has that in him, and I think that's just what he's going to be. He's just one of those frustrating relievers, which I think the Pirates have all of them in Major League Baseball, <laughs> right? But like, like the talent, there's definitely talent. Just got if he can find a way to hone it and put it all together, but he's just probably not. Like, he, I think that's just this is what he's going to be, and it's okay. You got to find better back end, you know, bullpen guys, but for a middle relief. It's not much more you can really, really ask for unless you're trying to go back to like the 2013, 14, 15 power bullpens where it seemed like everyone was just elite. But... Yeah, they were getting sub two ERAs out of Jared Hughes. <laughs> right, right. So, right. Yeah. you know, like with Moretta, just kind of is what he is. He gives you a lot of solid, you know, outings and he just doesn't have it and walks a lot of people or whatnot. But tonight, very good outing for him. Again, one inning, one strikeout, no walks, no hits. Um, so that's what it was like Mitch Keller meh, but it was enough to at least keep the pirates in the game against a very good Dodgers offense. It was just on the other side. Like the offense just wasn't there Yeah, in total. I also not there. <laughs> First time I did that on you. I've done that at the gym, I think, twice. Um, anyways, <laughs> Pirates offense in total, seven hits, four walks, eight strikeouts. Um, someone said in here earlier, like they had a chance, bases were loaded. They had a chance, bases were loaded. Austin Hedges hit a sack fly. Some positive stuff there. Austin Hedges also had a single today. Oh, well, I'll just I'll get out the fine liquors and we'll just have to toast to that it. one then. Let's do it. We but, should be getting out the hard liquors because Josh Palacios, what are we doing? What are we doing? He's not good. He sucks. He is yeah. the definition of expendable player. And this is for for the first time in what feels like forever and like I think only 5 times this season we we've seen the same lineup multiple days in a row. You know, I don't know if the number is actually 5 or not. The point is it's been it's been low. <laughs> they tinker with this lineup so damn much and Palacio sitting leadoff is probably the worst 
example of how much they tinker with this lineup because in in no universe is Josh Palacios a leadoff hitter. In no universe do you give Josh Palacios the most at bats on your team. Fully agree. Absolutely what, what are we agree. doing? What are we doing? He is a guy that I didn't have much interest in. He was tearing it up in AAA. Didn't think he was going to do much. And he, again, been, I, I give him credit. He's been better than I thought. I thought he was yes. going to be. I thought he was going to be um, Anthony Alford 2.0. That's fair. Less I, I really, I really, <laughs> you know, at least the, the quality of the play. Yep. And he's been better now, than that. Granted, yeah, like I don't. It just is what it is, right? Like this is the I keep like the Josh Van Meter effect. You can't blame him. He is who he is. It's the player deployment. Right. Josh so, Palacios doesn't decide that he's inning first every night. Exactly. And 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 starting in left field or right field almost every day. Right. Right. So that's just like that effect. Like it's not his fault. You shouldn't be mad at him. I I at least I, I again I appreciate he's a grinder. Like I appreciate what he does mentality wise, but he's just not a good baseball player. And that just it, you it's just, just need those people on this so team. Many, there's so many lineup and player deployment decisions that have just been, even with the the meager amount of pieces that they have. And I understand, you know, people who go, well, you know, it's not Shelton's fault with what he's been given. And it's not. He has been given some dog shit. Right. Let, let's not but... mince words about this. But Josh Palacios hitting first is just not the play. And Shelton absolutely has a hand in making those decisions, along with several other people, including the GM and the analytics team. But Palacios hitting leadoff and Jack Sawinski hitting third is just nonsense. Changing the lineup every day is nonsense. You I'm with you. You shouldn't have your three-hitter, who's who has a 576 OPS against left-handers, who you need to pinch hit for in the seventh when they bring in their left-handed reliever, or you just don't because, you know, I guess you'll just let the 576 OPS guy hit against the pitchers that he has 576 OPS against. Hit third. He's hitting, what, 215, 212, 210? Doesn't matter. That shouldn't be your third hitter. Yeah, 229 right now, just FYI. Still. I mean, there's not options. There's not a whole lot of options. There I, isn't. I feel like a broken record right there now. Aren't. It's one of the issues right now. There's not a whole lot of options. But with options given, I'm with you. Palacios isn't the one you check the box on and say you're probably batting it off. Because here's the problem, too. Like, like I feel like the sandwich, right, where the two ends meet. Austin Hedges is your, your nine hitter, right? And that's a black hole. We understand that. Yeah. And then the one lineup turns over, it's Palacios. Who also is kind of a black hole, <laughs> to be honestly, it, he well, really it, is. It, it he, sucks he, because the hedges problem has been so beat to death over the head with like a two-ton wooden club that I don't think we appreciate enough that he is like currently on pace for like the fourth worst offensive season since 1871 from a catcher who's who's correct. appeared in a hundred plus games. Correct. That is currently what he is on pace for. And like, I think segueing that into Josh Palacios is crap. Think about like the argument was in the offseason heading into you know the opening day and such. How now, granted, 
again, like he has not performed, especially to the level I think a lot of us almost expected to. But the argument was G1 Bay should bat ninth, right? To give you almost like that pseudo second leadoff hitter, right? You bat him ninth, you have Ono Cruz come up, and, and, and you have a very good top of the lineup there. And what we're doing right now is we have, instead of Bay and Cruz, you have Hedges and Palacios. Huge difference. So then when you have guys like Reynolds and, well, Sawinski is your next guy up, right? There's not a whole lot of options there. There's like there's not a whole lot of people to get on base. There's not enough guys to drive in. There's just nothing. There's no, there's no fluidity here. There's no good parts together, especially when they're all broken up. So like to your point here, we have Reynolds who's not producing as well. Like he hasn't performed now. He's been injured. But since it's come back to as well, not producing the best. You have Swinsky there in the three hole, who's we know what Jack Swinsky is. Santana has been playing a lot better offensively, of course, recently. Yep. Davis has been pretty much performing since the call up, but like Davis was in the three hole. You know, like you had some, like there was Kutch and then Davis. You had at least two guys back to back who were performing, who could give you some runs. And, and then they and then they just gone. decided, what if we didn't do that? Right. So, like, your argument is very, very fair. Palacio, even if Palacio is in the leadoff right now, but if you had, like, Reynolds, Henry, you know what's and then Santana, and then, then maybe, you know, your fifth guy is Sawinski at that point. Like, there's some sense of a lineup in that that you might be able to score some runs, but they're not in the, the most advantageous order. Davis, Reynolds, and Kutch have all been on a lineup together, right? Once, one, just yeah, once, right? Yeah, I was trying to remember. Could be twice. There could have been one other time when Reynolds was healthy before the stint. Yeah, but it's not often. And so again, tonight, cut day off really hurts this lineup. Yeah, really hurts the lineup. They they need Cruz back, man. And that's the other thing because G-Man Choi's coming back. Where the heck does he fit in with this roster, man? Because I, I expect well, him to be – he might be back for the Diamondback series. Um, I don't think he'll be back for this one. I think he might rejoin the team for the Diamondbacks and then get in a few games. I don't I don't see the fit. I mean, obviously you can platoon him with Santana at first, but like – You know that it's just it, it's the roster construction. It's just bad. It's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Palacios should be the play. It just should be to get Connor Moore in the outfield. Yeah, like that should be the play in my mind. It, but we'll find out. Because Troy, you can't you can't put Troy at DH. Because McCutcheon has a has a WRC plus of of one thirty. He's like. The twenty fifth most productive hitter in baseball, and they're just simply not putting him in the outfield. Like he's not playing the field. To no, because so. So he's, he's, he's he's got he's got the elbow thing that's prevented him from from playing there pretty much all season. And right. we know he's not going to go on an IL stint to get that right. You know, so you're right. They're platooning first base, and Kutch still gets his day off here and there. So like there'll be so a look and with Troy on the roster, they they'll have. No real shortstop. Two first basemen who are pretty much limited to be playing first base. Two left-handed center fielders who aren't good center fielders. <laughs> like a catcher playing right field. A catcher play three catchers. 
I don't and the know, catcher man. who's actually the know. primary catcher is having the fourth worst season for a catcher ever. And this is before Endy's eventual call-up, probably, who's a catcher <laughs> slash first base slash second baseman, I guess, who hasn't played second base like at all this year in AAA. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he's he's that's more of like a, hey, look what party trick I can do than like actually he's a second but, baseman. But again, like to your point, that's before even Indy comes up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But like another thing I do want to talk about, kind of getting into the construction here also, the, like the middle infield has just been awful. Just completely awful. Now, Cruz getting hurt yeah, is that huge. Was, yeah. Right? But then it's like someone has to step up. And it looked like Cadastro. Uh, looked like Rodolfo <laughs> Castro was going to do that. He was playing very, very, very well offensively at the beginning of the year. But clearly, shortstop was not the defensive position for him. But he's looked awful offensively lately. Um, now, I know today he did have the the one hit and the walk. So, but a couple of strikeouts. Oh, no, one, yeah, a couple of strikeouts as well. Um, didn't look great today. It certainly hasn't been good for Bay. It hasn't been good for Marcano. Nick Gonzalez is here right now. Um, you know, we see the reasons why you're nervous about him, but then he also comes through. Like the book's still once, open. I, I want to see more from him. I, I feel like once pitchers are familiar with him, he's not going to be successful at this level. And I, I, and that's like obviously the safest bet in the world because there's, you know, I can name on one hand the number of players in the last 20 years that have put up strikeout numbers at, at that level at and at like multiple minor league levels and found major league success. Right. I like I can't make the counter argument for you. You know, I've been very, very nervous about Nick Gonzalez. Yeah. For some time and especially this year. But I will definitely give him the benefit of the doubt because I mean he who else seems do you got? to just like this time of the year, he gets better. So I don't know if there's just like this huge learning curve for him that's way more than everyone else that he just looks completely awful, the strikeout rates, and then they kind of normalize. Um, or just like it is what it is, but whatever. What I'm getting to is he's here for now, and with how poor the three I just mentioned, oh, Castro yeah. Bay and Marcano no, you, you got to see what he's got. I'm cool keeping him here. But those other three, now granted also Bay's on the IL for now, but those other three, like they all can be sent down and away from this team for all I care. I'm truly at the point, and we talked a little bit about it today on Starbucks, but like I'm truly at the point where is it Bigaro season yet? Like it might just be let's have Pagero and Nick Gonzalez I can't, on this team. I don't know if I can see them calling him up in case like he's needed for if he's needed for if there are any injury, if there are any wild injury problems, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. At this point. I don't think they're they're gonna repeat with Chris Owens. I don't think they're gonna, you know, turn to to Aaron Shackelford, who's more of a first baseman slash corner outfielder. Right. Um, I know I think he's played a little bit of second they could but I don't think they will now that said if there aren't any injury if there aren't any more injuries um, I, I think we don't see him until the trade deadline that's fair because the other point to that is Cabrian Hayes is also on the IL he should right. be returning probably as soon as that's that's up with Triolo can play short and second base yep um, so this so again, I say that because middle infield, like they have not found anybody yet with the Cruz injury 
who looks like part of the future in the middle infield with all the middle infielders that like Ben Charrington has acquired so far. I don't see anything as of yet. So Nick Gonzalez is the next man up right now. I think he deserves and should get an extended period of time um, to see what he looks like and whatnot. But Pagaro is tearing it up and he, he might be given his chance soon too. But yes, to then spin this to the trio talk, um, you know, I think also, right. It could just be him, right? Bay still could be, or Bay's on the aisle. Castro or Marcano could be option as well when Hayes comes back to give Triolo that opportunity to play around the diamond. Uh, let's talk a little bit about him. So he did go one for two today with a, uh, I'm sorry, with two walks. He's looked fine to me. Like I, not- I can't say he's looked really, really good, but he's not looked bad. He he looks fine. I mean, he looks like a major leaguer. Says more a lot of people we just talked about. But but you're right. You're right. I mean, he's not exciting. He's not there's there's nothing to like entice you to think there's any kind of remotely high ceiling there. You know, he he's not barreling the ball, he's not hitting it hard. You know, he's fine. That's like honestly though, that's one of the biggest compliments we give it on the show about half this, you know, more than half this roster. He plays good defense. He does. But that's I I hate to loop back to this, but it's just been burning a hole on me. Last year, Diego Castillo was nothing. Just just be just getting this out of the way. He was absolutely nothing. He was, you know, I I don't even quite remember how we got him. That that was part of the the um well, it was Hoy Park. Clay, yeah, that uh, was the um Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes. I I kept wanting to call him Chris Holmes, and I knew that wasn't right. Um, so he was part of the Clay Holmes trade, and both those guys were nothing. Diego Castillo, we saw his plate approach completely disintegrate. Around this time last year, he just started to pull the ball incessantly totally in vain and all of its hits were home runs but at the cost of like a a 0.50 batting average right right rodolfo castro is trying to pull everything his approach has completely disintegrated that's yes you've made me sad but wow yes he's turning and, and andy haynes didn't help either of them I find it very unlikely that sev- that a wide selection of players just aren't listening to the guy. Yeah. He just doesn't have anything useful to say. That's a whole other topic for a whole other show. I'll I'll put it that way because we can go down a rabbit hole about a lot of the coaching and such, but I'm with you. Again, we don't have to even go I think everyone is kind of at the point it's with just, Andy I'm, Haynes, I'm so like he's got to go. I'm so tired of watching every single player on this team regress. Right. The one player that you could say definitively that Andy Haynes, you know, maybe played a role in making better was Daniel Vogelbach. And that's exactly the kind of player that Andy Haynes and this organization just love. Take a whole shit ton of pitches. And I think he's doing even worse in, uh, <laughs> in New York that approach but either way yeah it's it's, it's, rough. it's I'm, I'm so, so tired it, of of watching because i because we saw it tonight where it's just they're 
they're just taking so many first pitch strikes. Mm-hmm. And they're just people are just grooving fastballs on the outer half of the plate because they'll take it. They know. Everybody knows. Right. And to a point, there's a lot of the praise with Castro. Like and it still is to this day. He was a free swinger, you know, and he's he's been walking more, he's been more patient. But yeah, at this point in time, like he looks lost the plate though, too. Like he just looks atrocious, which is also the why I feel I'm cool and comfortable with him being demoted. Yeah. But again, like the, you 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 cannot try out this offense. The, the you problem, cannot try this lineup. And next the problem is that there are just a lot of guys that you that to be fair were not expected to be hitters. You know. Rodolfo, Rodolfo out of that group was the guy who like, all right, you, you've showed me some tools. You're yes. a completely unheralded prospect, but you've showed me tools to, to tell me that you can at the very least be an everyday major leaguer, or at least a bench guy. You know, it, it wasn't really clear what his potential was, but you could see a plus bat at second base in there. If you squinted For hard sure. enough. Yep. And the problem is that absolutely none of the guys like that. Not Marcano, not Bay, not Castro have gotten any better. None of the guys that have come through this organization under Handy Ains like that have gotten any better. You don't Very have so. one success story out of all of the misfit toys with, you know, a potential or a tool or a skill that you like has gotten better. True. So that's pretty much the state of this, you know, again, like this offense. And that's what we go to. I understand Palazzo still isn't the answer, but there isn't a whole lot of options, you know. And again, outside of Santana Davis, Nick Gonzalez, Rodolfo Castro, Triolo Hedges, it's um, it's rough. So with Troy coming back, I don't know if he helps out. I mean, hey, today, Crutch gets a day off. Troy's at DH. Maybe that extends the lineup a little bit. We're not even sure what he is yet. Now, he's been playing fairly well recently. But, like, also, again, he was one of those guys that, you know, you lump in with Kutch and Santana that you hoped were going to be pretty good this year. But the bats regressed, you know. So we don't even know what Troy is. You're hopeful that he comes back and he's a productive player. But he certainly also could just not he, be. He had, the, he had the elbow thing in the offseason and then um, the Achilles sprain. Yeah. So it's just he didn't get much spring training. He didn't get much in-season play so i'm just like i feel like i just haven't seen him at all nope and he's but you're hopeful that he can be productive if it's the even if he is productive it's kind of like limited because he's in a platoon role and he's another left-hander so bring them all on (laughs) we don't worry about roster construction come on connor (laughs) <laughs> anyways let's uh let's start wrapping this up and get out of here yeah yeah so the pirates again of course as mentioned lose I, I five just, to, two to the dodgers so i had three oral chemotherapy pills to take last night and that was a more enticing prospect than watching this offense well the good news is it's the fourth of july and Yay. i nor you will be doing a post-game show on the yes. 4th of July. We I'm going to also let you know that I will not be watching the game. I'm going to be enjoying the 4th of July. So my oh, day is going to be you. good. Um, but with that said, 
I'm sure the Pirates will have like a, a <laughs> no-no going tomorrow <laughs> somehow or another and defeat the Dodgers. But anyways, Connor, let's get out of here. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you for sticking around watching this game. Appreciate everyone else for being up watching us talk about this game. Uh, but we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Peace. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can. Uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.